So once again I'd been reassured of having people to count on. This time though it hit home and I truly felt like the responsibility of the safety of two worlds wasn't only on my shoulders again. I was finally able to let go of some of the burden and let Ava and Melia help. Accepting help may be the hardest thing anyone can ever do with our three brains together. We came up with a solution for all of my, or I suppose our, problems. So the next day I skipped us all to earth. <coughs> this is Nidak, my adventure. Written down in a better way than I can tell it. Episode 60 Stitching Wounds They're in a coma of a sort. No, no, it, it doesn't matter how or what. Please, what matters is that it's keeping them alive and they can be stitched up. It shouldn't be too hard. It's just a wound. What kind of wound? Uh, well, it's rather deep, which is why it needs stitches. Where on the body? Does that matter? Okay, okay, calm down, I'll tell you. In the neck. Like I said, it... Yeah, yes, I said it shouldn't be too hard. Nidek held the phone away from her ear. No, of course I'm not a surgeon, or I would have been able to help them myself. Okay, I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. She glowered at the phone. Rude, hanging up like that. She took a deep breath, regretting it straight away as a pungent smell of burn launched her into a coughing fit. Her poor apartment had certainly suffered from the explosion which forced her to flee back to the other realm with Kitty and Whiny. It felt like a lifetime ago, while in reality... It had only been a couple of weeks. Surprisingly, only the area where the couch had stood and where Whiny had spent the most time had taken the most damage. With the knowledge she now had of her line, Nidak understood how Yudak had put a tracker on Whiny. In simple words, it had attached and activated itself to the first spot outside of the other realm where he'd stayed still for enough time. The explosion, Nidak still couldn't be certain what explosive he'd skipped, hadn't caused a spreading fire. That meant her laptop and mobile had survived the blast, although with some scratches. He agreed to give this a chance, although reluctantly. She said once she could breathe normally again. Very reluctantly. He is one of those types who likes to stick to all the laws and rules. I can't blame him for thinking this sounds dodgy. The way I treated him before we stopped all contact probably didn't help. You done, Ava? Ava wiped her mouth with a towel Nadak had given her. The bathroom had escaped most of the blast. Nadak's cheeks grew hot as she remembered the sight of Whiny straight after the explosion, naked and wet from the shower. She shook her head and looked at Ava, whose complexion still looked a bit paler than usual. 
I warned you, the second skip is always the worst one. Are you sure you want to do this? The question was aimed at both Milia and Eba. As one, they confirmed, This will work. We remember the words. Milia squinted her eyes and added, Are you certain this friend of yours, this James, such a strange name, is to be trusted and able enough to save them? She stroked Farring's hair and stood up. He and Miralda lay on the floor, still in the deepest dragon's white gas sleep. The extremely slow heartbeat gave their skin an eerie pale color. Nedak nodded. He is definitely capable. Although he's a general doctor, not a surgeon, I know he does have the skills to fix them. Alright, there you go. Just remember, if the words don't work, get out of there and just run. Get to safety until I skip you back. Please be safe. Nadek skipped them all. She skipped the women each to a separate Zlurp school. They had the words, with minor adjustments to keep the Zlurps in place instead of removing them. If the three of them figured it out properly, it should be enough to keep the Zlurps indoors and not go outside to cause a mass panic. Skipping only three people instead of a group of slurps should make a large difference in spent energy. She hoped the other two women would be alright, dealing with the slurps. She had skipped herself into the waiting room of her former friend. James was one of those she'd neglected during her relationship with Frank, Farrink. She'd wished he wouldn't recognize the unconscious Frank, but that hope shattered as he entered his waiting room and exclaimed, Him! His piercing blue eyes shifted to her, and she cringed under his stare, even though they were wide with surprise. He'd always been a good friend, but was also a person who always spoke his mind. He'd been one of the first ones to say how he felt about Frank, and after that, the first one to disappear from her life. She'd missed his honest and often blunt opinions. She'd missed him, she realized now. What have you gotten yourself into, Nadek? Help me carry them. They lifted Miralda first, carrying her into his practice where two tables had already been prepared. Nadek wasn't certain, but she doubted he usually had two of those in the room. Despite his reluctance, it seemed he'd set up things straight away. Nidak knew he would keep his word from the moment he had agreed. How did you get here so quickly? I didn't hear the door open. Never mind. What is going on? First you cut me off, choosing this nobody. He glared towards Farring, getting carried. Over a friend you've known since we were both children. Then I don't hear anything from you for... Ages. Then the police knocks on my door, telling me your apartment blew up and you disappeared. And now you suddenly pop up out of thin air with two people, one of them the reason for our fallout, whom have obviously been stabbed in the neck for fuck's sake, and are in some sort of inexplicable coma which slows down their heart rate and breath so much to almost seem dead. By the time he finished his rant, that placed Farring on the table as well. James. 
breathing quickly, unwrapped the bandage around Faring's neck. When he looked up from examining the wound, Nidak took a step back. She'd expected hatred. She'd expected resentment. She hadn't expected hurt. Um, I'm sorry. Her voice came out hoarse. Ah, uh, I will tell you everything. But you might not believe most of it. Try and keep an open mind? She smiled, but sensed it looked like a sad smile, because she remembered her own reaction to being introduced to the other realm and its magic. Before you begin, I have to do something, and I'll have to do it regularly while you work and while I'll tell my story. So because this may spook you and I wouldn't want it to happen while you're working on someone's throat, I'll do it first. With a grimace, she bent through her knees and began skipping. Milia and Ava appeared in the room. James let out a short and shrill scream and walked back until he touched a wall. Nidak scrunched her face, but ignored him. How did it go? Both of the women gave their reports. Everything went perfectly for once, thank balls. And Nidak skipped them to their next destinations. James had regained his composure while the women spoke and stepped closer, pretending to examine Farang's wound. This is a joke, right? You've somehow placed a hidden camera in here and used an amazing illusion to make it seem as if those women appeared and disappeared out of nowhere, right? Fucked up idea of a prank, Nidak. These wounds look so real, though. Are these perhaps dummies and not real people? So lifelike. That would have been expensive. Why go through so much effort? You know you could have called me. When I heard about your breakup with him, I expected a call. I waited for you to throw the first towel in the ring. Why all this? He waved his hand around at nothing. Oh, Jamesy, this isn't a prank. This isn't an illusion. I'm so sorry for everything. I was an idiot, and I still am. I'm so sorry to involve you in this. Can you please help them? Please. Without another word, he put on his gear, hat cap, glasses, mask, gloves, after thoroughly washing his hands, and implored Nadak to do the same. It seemed she'd been promoted to surgeon's assistant. He broke the silence first. Just certain he doesn't need any anesthetic or pain relief? No, they're fine. I might take some painkillers with us when we leave, though. He looked up sharply. You're taking them back with you straight away? Now it's strongly advise against that. I have a spare room. I can set it up as a recovery room. They can stay here for a week to recover. I can take care of them. Give them the fluids they need. Nutrition. No need. They don't need sustenance while in this state. Trust me on this. Listen to what I have to say. And you will understand why, and why I need to take them. Nirak inhaled deeply. So, there's this place called the Other Realm. Frank, whose real name is actually Farang, had been sent to me as some sort of spy, to seduce me and estrange me from my parents. 
We all know he succeeded in that. And more. When he disappeared, we didn't really break up, not face to face. He was actually taken back to the other realm. Then, Nerak told him everything, often returning to things she'd said before, often interjecting things she'd forgotten to mention. She skipped Melia and Miralda nine more times before the end of her story. So you see now, things are a mess, but we're getting there. Tomorrow I need to perform the miracle, and the day after, all of this worry about that order will be lessened because the crown will be mine, and the slurps will be mine, and there won't be much else they'd be able to do. Um, yes, so that's it? She closed off awkwardly, as he knotted the last stitch in Miralda's wound. He carefully dressed it, and wrapped a bandage around the whole neck. It wasn't until he'd finished that he looked at her and spoke. This is really hard to believe. You understand that, right? A dragon? One which doesn't breathe fire but burps people into comas? I think that's the most unbelievable thing. It... He shook his head. I don't know about any of this. Nedak tried not to show her disappointment. She knew how he felt. She'd reacted the same way to a first look into the other realm, and to many other things she came across later on. I know it's hard, but that's the story. There's nothing else I can tell you. I need to bring Milia and Eba back one more time, and then I'll return to the other realm with Ferenc and Miralda. She hesitated before adding, it was easier to skip them to places on Earth while being on Earth. There are only a few more schools left to visit, but I can do that tomorrow, after the miracle. As for the dragon... The idea popping up in her mind put a wide grin on her face. Would you like to meet her? You have been listening to Nadek, Chapter 60, Stitching Wounds. Narrated, adventured, and lived through by myself, Nadek. Written in a better way than I can tell it by Astrid Jeff. Don't go just yet. You've got bloopers coming up. Find us on Twitter at Astrid Jeff and at Nadek and Kitty. It felt like a lifetime ago. While in reality it had... While in reality it had... The bathroom had escaped most of the blast. The blast. Neda colored. Neda colored if the three she'd expected hatred. So if the, um, both of the women gave their reports. Reports? She closed off. The idea popping up in her mind put a wide grin. Bleh. Is that gross? Good. <laughs>